We're thankful again to be joined by Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst. Representative, thanks for the time. Well, thanks, Will. Appreciate the opportunity. So the budget negotiations extended past last Friday. There had been a on-paper deadline to get a budget adopted by the 19th, but uh, you're going to come back into session on Wednesday as a budget is still being put together. Um, what are your expectations for this week's session in terms of whether or not a budget will be completed? Well, I do expect we'll have a budget uh, passed by Friday. Uh, I don't think the uh, majority in the General Assembly want to miss another deadline. I think uh, that they're already taking some heat for missing their self-imposed deadline of Friday. And just, you know, when you have the governorship and supermajorities in each chamber, there's really no reason you can't have a budget by that deadline that they set. So to miss another one, I think, would be something that will avoid it just about any cost. Uh, but if uh, what I'm hearing is correct, they they still don't have a, a budget deal reached among the, the governor and the two legislative leaders. So uh, we may be in for some long nights again uh, later this week when we're back in session. Is the primary hang-up just a schism between the Black and the Latino caucus? I read that the expansion of Medicare or Medicaid-style benefits to undocumented immigrants in the country between the ages of, I believe it's 19 and 42, has uh, really, the costs of the expansion of that program have really ballooned, and there's a difficulty in figuring out, well, whose ox is going to get gored if we're going to do this expansion? Well, there are, I think, a couple things at play. One is the revenue estimates are uh, less uh, than what had previously been thought they would be in February. They're being revised downward over the last several months, and, and then projecting forward, they're being revised down. Uh, that's a problem, uh, but adding to that problem is the fact that we have, as you said, these, the Medicaid program for undocu- undocumented uh, residents of Illinois. Right now, that program is essentially uh, 41 to and above, 41 and above, and that initially was estimated to be several hundred million dollars, maybe about $200 million uh, program. Now the estimates show that is a billion dollar program. And in addition to the cost continuing to rise on that portion of the population, there is a move by the Latino caucus to add, as you said, the 19 to 41 year olds, which while that was a healthier demographic and shouldn't cause as much of a jump in the projected spending, will definitely by adding that group of people and will add to the projected uh, cost estimates for the program when you're talking about well over a billion dollars. That has been a large problem in how to address that. Now, there are kind of a couple ways that it's being addressed from what we're hearing is that the 19 to 41 year old population may not occur this year, adding those in because of the cost of the other group that's already in that that cost is so great that they may not add in an additional group. And then there are still concerns about bringing the cost of the currently served population that cost down and it appears that the uh, legislative leaders are placing that responsibility at the feet of the governor to bring the cost down the governor of the law has some authority to bring the cost of the program down by 
how and how it's implemented and and basically his administration of the program. You know, from what I'm hearing, he's been reluctant to make those changes, but he has the opportunity uh, to do them the way the law, just the plain reading of the law. So yes, that is creating a large tension. There was believed, and we started this project in February when the governor made his budget address, it looked like revenues would be much higher. The cost of this particular program weren't really known, at least not to the degree it is right now. And that's changed really the focus. And it looked like there would be a lot of money to spend on on the other side of the aisle and, and they were looking at many different ways of spending it and now we, here we are with not as much money number one and more expenses number two so there's been a lot of scrambling i think one thing that this connects to when you talk about health care is the medicaid reimbursement rate there have been a lot of um, associations affiliated with health care that have been lobbying for an increase in that reimbursement i know that southern illinois health care here in Southern Illinois, which is a primary economic driver of uh, jobs directly and indirectly, uh, has been you know, struggling with a payer mix that is primarily made up of folks that uh, perhaps isn't covering costs, let alone you know, turning a profit when it comes to uh, cost per patient day. So uh, have, what is the situation from your perspective on whether or not those concerns about um, Medicaid reimbursement rates and the potential raising of them, uh, is that something that's going to happen before the end of this session? Do you know? Well, it, it appears that that is less likely at the moment based on the other budget pressures that I mentioned. In fact, there are a list of, uh, I would say, worthy rate increases that are, are due. They haven't been raised in some time. But they're being pushed off because of these other budget pressures. And we mentioned one thing about a reimbursement. I, I think it's important we talk about the undocumented uh, population that is receiving this. We call it Medicaid. It's a Medicaid-style program. It's a completely state-run program. We receive no matching dollars from the federal government for this program. So it's 100% state expense. Uh, so that's one type of uh, reimbursement we talk about from the federal government getting reimbursed. As it relates to these other health care providers, there has been a large push to get their uh, rates increased. Again, it's been many years since they have been increased. And I think everyone in the General Assembly believes it's legitimate. Uh, The concern is, where's the money to make it work? And those uh, pressures are growing by the day on both the revenue side and the expense side. It's going to, there's going to be some a lot of things crowded out and these rate increases may be among them. Well, I think that it points to the fact that oftentimes legislators detached from the day-to-day reality in a hospital administrative office, it's very popular to expand a program, uh, but at the same time, there is a limit to the amount of health care that can be provided for X amount of dollars. And so I'd be very interested just to see how this plays out uh, over the course of the next couple of years in reality, in terms of the delivering of care, because it's one thing to say you're going to deliver care, but with work, you know, employee shortages and everything else, it's uh, could, you know, put an extra burden on these facilities. Well, that's right. I mean, they they uh, have to have the money to provide the staff and the resources to provide the care. And if that isn't there, then they, they simply are not going to be able to serve, either serve that population or that's going to ultimately result in 
fewer providers, which means that our area, which is already, in my opinion, underserved with uh, medical providers, particularly some of the um, river counties, are going to be even uh, receive even less service and have to go out of state for more things. Uh, all those pressures that we see in Southern Illinois are being seen throughout the state, uh, even in the urban area areas. So I, uh, I expect there's going to be an effort to try to address it. I just don't know that based on everything that's occurring this year, it's going to be this year. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst is with us today. You know, one of the bills that's been getting a lot of attention because it's involved with uh, the NFL is the Chicago Bears potential move out to Arlington Heights, Illinois, from downtown Chicago. From what I read, uh, that bill isn't going anywhere. That's uh, my uh, in my conversations as well. That I I uh, think what we'll see is some legislation being proposed. We've already seen a couple different versions already proposed. I think we'll hear more over the summer with an effort to try to deal with it potentially in the fall veto session. Uh, there just doesn't seem to be any unified support behind a certain proposal. Uh, the one that began what's called the pilot program as a payment in lieu of taxes program that was being proposed. That was what we heard early in the session. Didn't seem to, uh, the pilot program didn't seem to take off, uh, so to speak. And uh, now the, we're seeing other legislation come forward, but that does not have, apparently, the backing of the, the Bears organization. Uh, one of the big issues is what money will be directed toward the city of Chicago for the loss of the, the Bears franchise to the suburbs, because there are some money that is based on prior renovations and debt that's owed at uh, Soldier Field and what efforts will be made to try to repay that debt. Um, so long way of saying, I think we will hear more as we go through the summer and with an eye toward something uh, in the veto session. Well, the question that most Southern Illinoisans ask, if the Bears move to the suburbs, am I, Will Stevens, resident of Murfreesboro, Illinois, in any way going to have to pay for that? Right. And the proposals that have come forward as of now do not have any direct tax payment from the state of Illinois uh, to the Bears organization or to their the complex they're looking to build in Arlington Heights. But that's something we definitely keep an eye on is uh, you know what is going to occur with the, the sports franchises, which are billion dollar franchises. Uh, should you know, my opinion has been there shouldn't be any state money going toward those if locals uh, jurisdictions want to enter into an agreement or relationship with the organization. That is a different conversation. But as far as uh, state money is concerned, I don't believe that's appropriate. Well, um, what else is on your mind as we come toward the end of this budget session? Is there anything in particular that uh, is or is not in the budget to this point that you wish was or wish was not? Well, we, uh, you know, it's, conservative legislators are always looking for ways to provide tax relief. I don't believe we'll see much of any tax relief in the budget. Uh, although time will tell, we'll know hopefully, you know, you know, at the end of this week, whether that's true or not, we actually will probably also see two or three other larger bills come through, which 
you know, we would hope to again to have those wrapped up by last Friday as well. Uh, there will be a potentially a smallish ethics bill that will come through even after the uh, conviction of the ComEd 4. It doesn't appear there's much appetite on the, the other side of the aisle to do any major ethics reforms. Uh, even though we've, on our side, have been pushing for that for, well, seems like years now, which it has been years. Uh, and we have not seen any real desire to move. Uh, so I think if anything occurs on ethics, it's going to be very small and designed to fix some small loopholes in the law that um, won't really change much, uh, in my opinion. Uh, we should see an elections bill. We had thought that the uh, elections bill we would see would be pretty large, uh, but it doesn't appear it's going to be to the scope that um, had previously been discussed. There will be a task force uh, just about ranked choice voting, but no mandates uh, for ranked choice voting at this point anyway. And uh, some, you know, internal things about how uh, the county conventions occur for selecting party chairman in each county and then uh, the state central committee. There, there's some changing of time frames and how that all occur. Again, not anything that we anticipate will be very large in that bill, at least at this point. As you know, in Springfield, things get amended and changed with... Uh, you know, a moment's notice, and that could definitely occur this time, but the current version of the bill is not the expansive bill we were anticipating. Uh, and there will probably be a cannabis bill. Also, we were expecting something larger as it relates to cannabis, and it looks like it's going to be some smaller changes. One of the big things that um, the cannabis working group had been looking at was Delta 8 and Delta 9 products, which are hemp derivatives, which have a THC content. Uh, and uh, THC is the psychoactive portion of cannabis that uh, creates people to have behavioral uh, changes. And uh, those exist in Delta 8 and 9 products at, at those THC levels, sometimes higher, higher, as high or higher than the um, products that are bought at, uh, at uh, cannabis dispensaries. There had been a push to regulate those items. It does not appear that the Delta 8 and 9 products are going to be regulated in the bill that we've seen to this point, and that may be uh, something else that's taken up in the veto section. Right now, looks like there's just some language cleanup for uh, dispensaries that offer medical uh, cannabis and then those that off offer um, recreational cannabis, making sure they're in alignment with, uh, with the law. Uh, they're basically treated the same as far as their regulations and uh, allowing, I think, drive-through um, purchasing at, at uh, dispensaries as well as one of the, I guess, more substantive changes that w we may see with this bill. So those are we, we have an eye on. There are actually um, potentially other smaller pieces of legislation which may come through this week besides just the budget. But the budget is the big one, obviously, we're looking for and looking to see what, uh, how this plane lands, so to speak. Uh, it's uh, something that uh, always is the focus of every session. But this year, uh, with the changes throughout the, the months we've been working on it, is even one that deserves a closer look. Uh, last question before we let you go. Have there been any conversations as in happened in years past, or Republicans, whether it be in the House or the Senate, uh, given money in the budget for 
project X, Y, and Z in their districts in exchange for votes on the budget? I guess the short way to answer that question, are there going to be any Republican votes on this budget? Well, it doesn't look like there will be. Uh, we, as Republicans, have been asking to be involved in the negotiations, and we believe that we have value to offer uh, the other side and our ideas. To this point, they have not engaged with us uh, on any level beyond just a kind of a cursory engagement, you know, maybe preliminary discussions, not anything to the detail you'd hope to be if you were involved in negotiations. I'm doubtful then there will be any Republican votes on the budget. Um, now, you know, the thing that is frustrating from our side is if you go back four years in 2019, that's when we had the uh, increase in the gas tax, uh, the expanded gaming. Uh, there were a lot of infrastructure projects that were included in uh, in that bill, including money for each of the legislative districts uh, to, that where projects were allocated. There were something like $40 million worth of projects in, in uh, Republican districts that were not, that were included in the budget, but not have not been funded at this point and have continued to be pushed off and does not appear that they are going to be funded this year. Um, so there may be projects in the budget this year going forward. I don't know that there will be any Republican ones. That's, uh, or I should say Republican ones, ones in Republican districts. But my belief, I have the belief of, uh, others on my side is, you know, everyone in Illinois pays taxes to the to Springfield, and those tax dollars should come back in pretty much a a uh, way that benefits everyone throughout Illinois, regardless of how the votes may have to break down in the budget. And that was understood with that 2019 budget, at least on paper, even though it didn't uh, pan out with the uh, the payment of the money. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst has been our guest today. We always appreciate his insights into what is happening under the dome in Springfield. And uh, we will be watching to see if a a budget is pulled together uh, by the end of the week. Representative, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. I always appreciate it, Will.